Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Yeah. Yeah. Sequel or so. You've been waiting. You've been waiting. Like, you've been just sitting there, like, Like hand moving up and down, and you're just, like, clenching your jaw as hard as you can. You're like, I gotta, just gotta keep waiting for it. And then finally, it's your moment. Release your jaw. That's right. Doesn't that feel better? <sighs> now you can unwind with a nice sequel episode. Sequel episode. It's time to talk about sequels. That's I've right. got a sequel. Max has <gasps> two Dos. sequels. Yeah. And I'm going to kick it off. Oh, my goodness. I am going to kick it off with Top Gun Maverick. Man, we've been waiting for this. Yeah. I went to the theater to see it. My goodness. Risking and life and limb. That's right. And I'll tell you, it was worth it. 2022. I watched it on June 12th. It's two hours, 10 minutes. Mm. It is action drama. Okay. Directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Yes. Starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, and Miles Teller. Oh. Your IMDb movie summary. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Mm. So Tom Cruise is still good old Maverick. Yep. Nothing has changed, and he still doesn't really listen too well either. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bought a lot of uncashed checks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. This movie, they'll, they'll fill you in. You don't need the first one, but you kind of benefit from it. Right. I, on the way to the theater with the friends and everything, I basically predicted half of this movie. Holy shit. In the car. Wow. I was like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. If it doesn't happen, it's bullshit. I go, they better open this thing with Danger Zone. I'll be mad. They do. Nice. And I was instantly fine. <laughs> well, they can, they've, they've kind of, they have a few sins now because they've, they've gotten the big one out of the way. That's right. I, I mean, was, that, that is iconic to this film. Yes. That and what was the, was it Cheap Trick? Who else was on there? Cheap Trick. Yeah. Mighty Wings. Mighty Wings. Yes. Yeah. Cheap Trick. Take me on your mighty che- wings. Cheap Trick. Could you sound a little bit like Kenny Loggins? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Kenny Loggins has that and then playing with the boys on that soundtrack as well. Yes, that's right. Fucking shit. That soundtrack. This movie is really fucking good. Wow. It's very good. That's awesome. Better than the first one. Damn. Which is not something... I mean, the first one, like I said, it's just an okay movie. Right. This took an okay premise and made it 20 times better. That's excellent. So, as I warned you last week, I have to spoil the original Top Gun. Duh. The big thing I didn't want to spoil, of course, is Goose dies in the first one. And it's right. a big plot point, and it, it really messes with Maverick. It does. And it's really the only stakes in that film. Right. And he dies by an accident. It happened to be when Maverick was flying, of course, because he was his co-pilot. And he feels real bad about it, even though everyone, including Val Kilmer, you know, is like, bro, it's it's not your fault. Right. Get it together. Mm -hmm. You know, it sucks. Try to get it together and and pull yourself together. And you need it because Maverick, and it kind of goes with what Iceman was warning him about, where it's just like, this is like life and death shit we're doing here. You're not just like, and then fine. And then this happens and it shows that there is, there are stakes involved in what they're doing there. A hundred percent. This is a similar situation. There's a bunch of young trainees that are basically doing the plot from the first one. They're trying to become the top of their class. Top gun. Correct. 
Maverick is brought back to Top Gun. He was actually working on like stealth bombers and like experimental jets. He was pushing them way beyond where he was supposed to. Of course. Because that's what he'd do. Checks. Not cashed. Not cashed. So he ends up being an instructor or he's fired, essentially. They're like, listen, I'm tired of your shit. Ed Harris shows up. He has a cameo in the beginning. He's like, tired of your shit. I'm sending you to John Hamm. John Hamm ain't having none of his shit either. Mm. John Hamm, very good in this. Nice. Uh, And I like that John Hamm kind of harkened back to, uh, God, who was his character in the first one? It's all very homage That's cool. And respectful. Sure. It makes sense, right? Because there would be roles that still need to be filled to this day. Yep. For sure. There has to be an authority figure, and most authority figures aren't going to take his shit. Exactly. But then he'll go do something he's not supposed to do, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're clearly great. Yeah. One thing people might complain about with this movie is its story, the plot of the story. It's essentially Star Wars. Whoa. Yes, it is a real-world battle scenario where we have to do the Death Star run. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, nameless, faceless, evil terrorist organization. They don't give it a country or a name, which I appreciate. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. They have to go on. They have to fly very low. They have to go under the radar because they they're just there's so many things going against them. They have to fly up into like essentially like a hollowed out volcano thing. Oh wow! Where all the guns will see them. They have to come down, shoot this one plane has to blow up this small building. Okay, and then the other one will blow up all the explosives that are oh, cool. underneath. That's so cool. you have to double down on your Star Wars here. That's and nice. then they have to fly out and maybe live. That's right. But they're like, no one's probably going to live. Right. That's cool. So the whole movie is like, can this be done? And he's brought in as the instructor because he's like, it can be done. That's interesting. Yeah. It's I like really cool. how early in the movie do they lay that concept? Pretty down? early. I love that. Yeah. I love that that's there to constantly build tension. On he's the brought thing. in. Yeah. He's brought that's in as the cool. instructor and they're like. You know, listen to him. We know he's good. We know his legacy and everything. But he, it, fairly early on, he's they're like, forget your training. You have X amount of weeks because we have to do something about this or world's in danger. That's I wonder. See, I wonder if somebody had written a script that was just this, like that premise, but mm-hmm. just kind of like it's a little soft. Right. And then somebody came in and was like, but what if it's Top Gun? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it could have been, not not as a knock to the movie, it just felt like it was just like, but yeah, but what if we make it, you know, Maverick who has to do that? And it's like, whoa. Right. And Star like I like I said, it's very clearly a Star Wars style thing, but I kind of love that they said, here's how Star Wars could be applied to the real world. Sure. I mean, and, Star Wars is the classic hero's journey, right? It's mythology. Yeah. It's, there's nothing earth shattering that Star Wars was doing that hadn't been done centuries before. Correct. Yeah. The big wrinkle in this movie is one of the students is Goose's son oh, who wow. has grown up with the call name Rooster. Oh, nice. I guess well, I guess Duck would be his name on the, in the car ride on the way and I'm like, his son better be there and he better have a bird name like Duck. Oh, no, cool. It was Rooster. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a little different because he's an ace pilot like Maverick now because oh, you don't have co-pilots in these fast jets. Right. So he has learned to be as good as Maverick. That's interesting. But Maverick doesn't really want to advance him because he might die. He might die. Yeah, and he's got that. That's crazy. Yep. I can't end this. I can't end Goose's bloodline for God's sake. Correct. Yeah, that's cool. It's really good. Yeah. And there's still romance stuff. Uh, Jennifer Connelly replaces. Uh, I forgot her name. Kelly McGillis. McGillis. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Jennifer Connelly, great. She does a good job. Yeah. So it's got all the elements. It's just better. Yeah, so, that's cool. Movie solid. I love definitely, it. Definitely, definitely check it out. That's way cool. How's the soundtrack? We gotta talk about that. The soundtrack's pretty good. I mean, after Danger Zone, it didn't matter. Was it was it more banking on like pop music, like the original soundtrack, or is this more like sound, like 
proper cinema soundtrack driven. There's a couple of things, but it's more hearkening to the original, the feel of the original. Nice. Like, you know, how they would play the piano in the bar. The Absolutely. bar is still there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because it's, it's basically the same exact right. set. It, as it would be. Right. Yeah. So they do things more as an homage. I like so it. So it is more soundtrack based. More okay. Movie, movie score. That's cool. So let's get to these scores. IMDb gave it an 8.6. Okay. That's high. It is. The critics, 431 of them, 97%. Jeez. Yes. Well, if you think that's impressive, the audience, 50,000 plus verified, 99%. Fucking shit. Yes. And me, I gave it an 8.0, which you know my 8.0 is way higher than for that most is people. A very, very impressive score. This movie is fantastic. Damn. Yeah. Definitely. Hot it's damn. worth seeing on a big screen if you can still find one. That's cool. Yep. Way cool. Good to hear. Yeah. That's awesome. Sequel is so. All right, Tim. Yeah. This is going to be the most important review of Tapes and Scowls for me. I want I want to guess the score before you reveal. Okay. So, 2017, we're yeah. doing Paddington 2. Fuck yeah. So, you want to guess my score or do you want to guess the scores in general? I was thinking yours, but if you want me to guess them all. I'm well, no, I'll give you I'll give you the scores at the beginning of this. I'm going to do it out of order. All right. IMDb, 7.8 out of 10 because they all need to be murdered. Right. Let me remind everybody from the last one. Rotten Tomatoes critics, and this is the deal, 250 critics. It was formerly 100% till one critic gave it a rotten score. Son of a bitch. And literally the score, I went and sought it out. This just isn't a movie for me. Oh, fair, but damn it. Yeah, but kind of like you're a critic, though. You need to talk a little bit more objectively about the film, and it probably shouldn't have received a rotten score. You just wanted to be that guy. the controller. So 99% audience score 5,000 plus verified 88%. Yeah. So just leave you. I'll let you ruminate on that and then I'll go through the rest of it here. Sounds good. Watch this on the 7th of May, 2022. It's one hour and 44 minutes. So a touch longer than the first one. It is a family film again, directed by Paul King. This time we get Hugh Grant, Madeline Harris, and Brendan Gleeson coming in. Your movie summary, Paddington, now happily settled in with the Browns and a popular member of the community, picks up a series of odd jobs in order to buy the perfect present for his Aunt Lucy's 100th birthday, only for that very gift to become stolen. Oh, no. So he's popular around town. He's He gets along with everybody. He has this cute little morning routine where he goes through the community to get to see everybody. And he works at, he visits an antique store and there's this great book of the world that he wants to get for his Aunt Lucy's birthday. That's nice. It That's turns great. out that this book has certain ties to other plot elements okay. and is stolen because it's an important artifact. Could also maybe be a map. And so it gets stolen and now Paddington has to try to go retrieve the book. But as the whole heist happens, it seems like maybe Paddington did it. Ooh. And so Paddington has to go to jail. Oh. And I'm not making this up. Paddington wow. goes to prison for a decent chunk of the sequel. You remember that book? Yeah. So <laughs> this, this movie is really interesting. It's, again has the heartwarming, the vulnerability. It does what, and this gives us a chance to kind of talk about sequels a little bit in the sequels. Sequels should do what the first film did, but they need to amplify certain things, but you also want to see it handled in a a specific and thoughtful way. What would you say? 90% of the time as like a fair estimation, the sequels just like feels cash grabby and hollow and it sucks. Right. You remember this thing you liked? Well, here's the light version of it. Or here's, yeah, some things about it maybe kind of, but we don't care because all we wanted was you to pay for it. So ha ha. Same thing all over again. Yeah, we just did the same one, but son of this time, or you know what I mean? Like, whatever. It's like, 
man. Like, so often we're let down by sequels in general as audiences because we love the thing enough that we want to go see what happens next. And it's just so miserably handled most of the time. Paddington 1 came out in 2014. Okay. Paddington 2 came out in 2017. So it's not like they were, you know what I mean? Like, get the sequel right into production as soon as the first one's getting ready to come out because we know it's going to be a mega hit at the bottom. Like, they didn't know. It was Paddington. You know right. what I mean? Like, how many years removed are we from Paddington's popularity? Well, the Paddington Goes to Jail was 1973. Yeah. <laughs> like Ernest. That's right. And he wasn't scared stupid, though. No. This movie is really good at doing the taking what you liked about that including it and helping build on it so there's more adventure in this one than there was in the previous one because you now he has a family he's conquered that part of the that theme has been covered he now has the brown family in his life and now he wants to do this thing for aunt lucy because it shows you what a good character paddington is where he's going to go work around town and there's this lovely scene where he washes windows and at one point he washes them with his bare but it's so wonderfully cute <laughs> and it's just charming and lovely but then you get into the negative where he's like he's trying so hard to save that book because he wants to he doesn't want to just steal it or take it he wants to be able to save up the money to get it and he wants to be able to do that for his aunt and it shows you how selfless it is and then he goes to jail and you're like how can this happen it's Paddington he's so selfless and of course he goes to jail and makes all the prisoners heartwarming and lovely and he <laughs> teaches them the joys of marmalade and oh my goodness. it's just prison marmalade prison marmalade it's fucking delightful so it just does everything that the first one does handled in a thoughtful way to make it the stakes get elevated you know you don't know if patty there are points you don't know if paddington is going to live through the movie like genuinely you're like they can't kill pat they can't like you're sitting there saying it to yourself because you there's a small part you're like they might fucking kill paddington in this movie it's wild and you don't know if he's ever going to get the gift for aunt lucy because he's like you don't even know if this fucking bear is going to live now let alone get this gift for like how did i forget about the gift because i'm so worried about paddington being alive it's <laughs> It really does a fucking <laughs> wonderful job so of good. building on the first one. While I say all those gushing, lovely things, I think the first one is a little bit better. Ooh. I think this is a fantastic sequel, but I still think that the first one is a little bit better. The themes feel more, the themes of love and family, especially like non-standard family, like finding your family resonate a little bit more than this one, though this one is nearly a perfect sequel. Mm, man, getting that number is going to be hard. So there you go, Tim. That's <sighs> my thoughts. What do you think? You know the scores. Prison Marmalade's worth six packs of cools. Yep. So. That, oh, for sure. I was, uh, see, I was leaning, prior to you saying that last bit, I was leaning high. I was leaning 9, 8, 9, okay. 9. yeah. But, but now, I'm going to guess that it's still a 9.5. Very good guess. Yes. But it was a 9.0. Oh. So close. Very yeah. close. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit of a baby, like, bear claw behind the original. So good, though. Like, man, you got to watch it, though. You'll dig it. It's a great one to watch with the daughter. You both really dig it. It's so much fun. She likes CGI bears. Oh, it's and visually it's beautiful. Brendan Gleeson plays the prison chef. It's man, it's That's a treat. Fun. It's a fucking treat. It really is. Dang. Yeah, so good. Well, all right. Well, here's the one movie that's not a sequel. Boo. Boo, this movie. <laughs> Hell, we don't even have to talk about this one though. It's not that good. Okay. It is The Beyond. Oh, okay. I watched this uh, on Paramount, if you care. Okay. Uh, it's from 2018. It is. Uh, it was on June 12th. June 12th. It's an hour 43 drama sci-fi directed by Hazref Dulal. 
Yes. Starring Jane Perry, Nigel Barber, and Nolene Commissary? Commissary? That's, I don't know what I wrote there. I, prob- I largely gave up by this point. Okay. This is this is a movie that has some very strong points, but ultimately is not great. Okay. And I hate to have to say it because I think it's very creative. Okay. Your summary. After observing an anomaly in space, scientists transplant human brains into a synthetic bodies and send them through a wormhole. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. Sounds great, right? Yeah, really cool idea. So, my bullet points. This feels like a real documentary slash newsreel. If there was an apocalypse and this thing was the thing people find later, they would think this is legit. Huh. Okay. This is what happened to us. Oh, that's interesting. That's how I look at this. It's done that well. Wow. But as a movie, it is a slog. That's a shame. Yes. It's not a great flow at all. It is super high concept, though. Uh, The logic, the science, the mechanics of it, I think all of that stuff makes perfect sense. I just think this going back and forth between newsreels and talking to the scientists, it's the equivalent of talking to someone at NASA. I don't think it's in America. There's like, oh, things come through the wormhole and like, oh, it causes tidal waves and this and that and like we just want to communicate we sent somebody through they came back what do they know are they even human like it's all this big grandiose thing this movie is one of the slowest moving movies I've ever had to watch wow this was a wife pick she was mad at herself wow so we don't have to spend a lot of time no it's a shame they throw out so many and too many sounds like too many big con these are big these these con like one of the things you said one of the concepts take one of them and there's been dozens of science fiction movies to tackle just that one minor specific topic or a a subsection of that topic and this movie has the brass you know balls to think that it can cover all of that in one film right it's one of those things that's just so much, maybe a short story, this would have been better. Right. But or tie it, pull it back a little bit, or one aspect of like, set up this whole thing, but let's really focus in on one portion of it or something. Sure. Because yeah. there's a lot of time, you could have devoted it to like, how do we make the, the, uh, somebody be able to survive going through the wormhole? Absolutely. There's so many parts of the story you could take a piece of, and it's interesting. Right. Like, it feels like they tried to make a franchise into one movie, because it's just like, well, I'm only going to make one movie, so I'm dropping it all in, baby. Like I said, this one's hard to score, because I think they did some amazing, awesome things. It sounds like it. But it's just so damn slow. Right. And I feel like I'm watching newsreels. But I mean, sometimes you, sometimes it's slow because you just can't, like, the the idea sucked, how this get out of the script phase. Sometimes it's like, this is such a cool concept and it's really a shame that it was kind of one critical flaw or one decision ruined the whole thing. I agree. So we'll go right to the scores because it's not a sequel and it doesn't belong on our sequel episode. No. IMDb gave it a 4.8. Okay. The critics are Rotten Tomato. Nobody's done it. Okay. But 250 uh, plus verified of the audience have, and they gave it a 33%. Okay. I gave it a four. Okay. The wife who picked it gave it a three. Yikes. She was, she, she constantly says, don't let me pick movies. Stop being nice. Don't let me pick movies because it keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's rough, man. That sucks. Well, take us to a sequel. A sequel, 2020. Yeah. That's saying we don't want to sequelize, but Uh-oh. that's the movies from that. It is A Quiet Place. Part two. Watch this. May 11th, 2022. It is one hour and 37 minutes. A horror film directed by John Krasinski. That's right. John Krasinski. Starring Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, and Millicent Simmons. I like those people. Yeah, they're all good people. IMDb Movie Summary. Following the deadly events at home, the Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue their fight for survival in silence. Forced into the unknown, they quickly realize that creatures are not the only threat. 
Oh, no. It's like every zombie thing ever where it's like, oh, the people are scary, too. So there's a little bit of that, but you also see, like, this, like concept that there are good people as well and okay. it's a back and forth i mean it's you know we'll get into it but this film is definitely like it picks up right after the first one's done like boom boom here we go yeah it's not like paddington where time has passed so different way to start up and there's nothing wrong with that there are certain franchises that pick up like phantasm or picks up like the beat like right. right as the movie ends it goes right into the next movie which i love that kind of thing where it just like rips you out and puts you right back into it's awesome sometimes the passage of time works even better because it takes time to get past some of the stuff that wouldn't have been movie worthy. Top so Gun. that works too. Yeah, Top Gun, Paddington all fall into that as well. This keeps the film going, but it's never like, it, like I don't know if there's just not enough going on here for me or if this concept has been done to death where it's like, but they're not zombies. They're the they're the hearing evil super hearing monster things. It's just like, all right, that's cool. But this is still people are not great the movie and right. it's like i get it and it's thoughtfully handled and like the way people are staying alive and surviving is interesting and you can tell they put a lot of thought into that concept of like oh this is a, like how else would people be alive like we saw a lot of what they did with laying down sand so that they can quietly walk without making a lot of reverberation and stuff and what are other people doing that are in that of that ilk and you get to see different locations that they take advantage of like high like uh vaults and things like that that there's like a vault like an airtight chamber nice. that becomes a story point in the movie and everything and it's pretty cool and i think Cillian murphy brings it in terms of performance as does the recurring cast as well like there's a threat and they know how they have value because they now know how to defeat the creatures they know that like a sharp staticky white noise sound will destroy the creatures because they can't handle it and it'll blow them up so it's like that's cool we know that now and they have a little bit of firepower but they really don't have like the best of ways to produce that and they're still mega it's not like i almost would have loved to see this in a world where the key moment to everything changing for humanity was that moment at the end of the first movie where they figured out how to defeat them and now we cut 10 years into the future or something and it's like how are we holding on against the you know what I mean against this like maybe we fought back a little bit and won back some humanity so we're almost working towards like post-apocalyptic you know what I mean something to make it just kind of continuing the same thing it's tense but I mean the first one didn't work for me the greatest either in terms of like tension it's just like so in a world where no one's ever farted in a world where no one gets sick in a world where they somehow birth a child in total silence It's just like, I just can't, you know what I mean? Like there's so much that takes me personally out of it. And again, if you're listening to the show, it's because you want to hear what we think about it. So I wasn't sure how to handle this one. I scored this. Normally what I'll do is I'll I'll ruminate on it while I'm doing my write-up and everything. And I'll kind of see the scores and everything. This one I intentionally scored before I saw the other scores. And I was surprised to see how different they were from mine. Interesting. For the most part. I did put that this movie does not resonate and then put pun next to it with an exclamation point with me too much. Um, IMDb gives this a 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 356 critics. Do you want to take a stab at it? 83. 91%. Yeah. Audience, 5,000 plus. You want to hit me with this one? 84. 92%. I was blown away. I was like, I did not think this movie was nearly that good. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Which still a fine movie. Like you're not yeah. gonna go amiss. And if this movie works for you, I could definitely see it scoring higher. Like the concept mm-hmm. works really well. It's like, yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> didn't really work too great for me it i would have liked to have seen something a little bit more thought-provoking happen for a sequel and not just pick up you know what i mean right after the first one left off boo yeah so i mean if they're and if they're gonna make it a franchise or something you know what i mean like steal my ideas if you want because that's a movie i'd like to see in a quiet place that's right they're all yours yeah cut to 15 or 20 years in the future where there's still these these creatures but we're kind of winning a war against them yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Meh. 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 So we did it. We did it. We sequel assisted. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, listeners. Take that, listeners. What will you get next week? A normal episode. Normal episode. Normal episode. Cool. Tune in. You're not. Whatever.